Welcome everyone to the next new episode of Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Darry Lips, back with the wrestling encyclopedia that is Geo. How are you, man? Hello, hello. We are back and we are we are recovering from the Survivor Series War Games weekend. We got plenty to talk about from the after that though, to be fair. Um Yeah, so we'll just dive straight in. We'll start with War Games as that was the first. How did you feel about War Games, man? What a show. Yeah. And Okay. So I'm I'm slowly getting into AEW and you know, but to me I don't feel like it's a fifty dollar show, whereas I feel like war games I would have definitely put fifty bucks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without and maybe even there more. There was not one match that was bad. No. No, and like even though I felt even like with the with the Dakota Kai thing was maybe a little bit we were knew it was gonna happen. It still got my heart pumping a bit when she did it because I wasn't expecting her to do it before she got in a match. You know? Like the way they did it, I thought was great, you know. And uh, I I wanna put a big pop out for the Angel Gaza match. I really enjoyed it. Some people didn't didn't rate that match, but I thought that started the show off really good. I was I was a fan. But yeah. War games, like you always think NXT, they raise that bar every sort of pay-per-view to a level that they're never going to get. And then you expect the next one's going to be like, ah, oh, not as good, blah, blah, blah. But no, man, like, yeah, it wasn't a bad match. There wasn't a bad match. Which the is... amount of insane bumps that Adam Cole took, I was surprised he was even on Survivors. Yeah, like Adam Cole's had quite a week. You know, when you look at it, like he's... He wrestled, who, uh, who did he wrestle on Raw? I can't remember. Then Brian on SmackDown. All title matches too. So they're, you know, big efforts. And then he did War Games and like that end. Ah, how he didn't break his neck, man. <laughs> the trusted champer that man must have. Oh my God. Insane. Um, but all of them were great. Like the Dunn Priest Dane match. For a triple threat, normally you end up with like some guy. That had me for a while thinking maybe they were gonna give it to to uh, the big man. Yeah, and like no, sometimes in a triple threat, a guy rolls to the outside, it becomes a one on one. Somehow, all three of them were involved in the match like the whole time. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like a two on one BS. It was all three were allowed to fight each other, and oh man. I, the only thing is, I wish it could have gone longer, but that, that's just me being greedy. <laughs> like, that had me for a while thinking, oh, wow, maybe they're going to let Dane take the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought Dane was just in there maybe to not take some shine off Priest and, you know, like to make up numbers. But no, I they told a good story in the ring. Told a really good Um, And she, I, I think Damian Priest has got a big future on it. uh Bala riddle um i don't know riddle didn't seem himself i thought the normal i don't know um it was a great match don't get me wrong but riddle's normally a quite aggressive guy but yeah i just felt like he was maybe i don't know um and ba- but Bala has kind of kept that match going but it was a really good match it was it was um and i like both war games matches like I'm um, Fish and O'Reilly for me, man. They're just 
I've always been a fan of Kyle O'Reilly. Like, I was a big, big fan of Kyle O'Reilly's stuff. And those two are so good. I just, I wonder what is in for them. Are they going to stay a tag team forever? Because I know both of them more than capable of going solo. But I just don't see them being able to at the minute. They are, they are hot. I love those. But yeah. And then um, the pop for Owens was, uh, was huge. And he went in and did this thing. Yeah, it was a really good match. It was a really good show. It was a really good show. Like we can't we can't hide behind that. Even yeah, Owens taking even Owens taking a Panama sunrise on the in between the rings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was ruthless. It was um Yeah, it was it was it was ace. And it set the weekend off nice, I think. It got you really hyped to watch the NXT guys on Survivor Series. Cause I, I really like Survivor Series. I did, the pre-show was I was a bit disappointed that the Viking Raiders match was bumped to the pre-show but I kind of get why it was you know I mean because I think Bobby Fish was was hurt anyway wasn't he so I think that was part of the reason which I'm not surprised <laughs> to be fair <laughs> those guys went through hell the night before <laughs> um, but the pre-show was good uh, the Leo Rush uh, Kalisto Tozawa really good match uh, fast paced cruiserweight match. They didn't have much time, but they made it count. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and it, the the women's match. Um, I don't know. Like the end of that women's match, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It felt a bit too much like a replay of War Games, you know, with the injury yeah. spot. Um, I don't think I need to see it twice. And um. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they were going to leave it as Rhea Banks. They could have still have Rhea won like they did. They didn't need the the support. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Banks Banks looked good. And I think Lacey looked good. I'm going to say. Um, the one that makes me laugh, though, is Dana Brooke is so dangerous. And she, she's so bad. <laughs> well. Oh, every opportunity she gets, she somehow messes it up, you know? You just can't get a break, could you? But yeah. Um, AJ Styles, plenty of time. Yeah, it was a great match, just as we thought. Roderick Strong coming off as the winner in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was quite surprised at that. I thought, I thought they either going to put it on Nakamura or or Styles for sure, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Adam Cole back again. <laughs> More championship action. Him and Dunn. Yeah. Um, I think you could see that they were both a bit hurt. I think you could see that they'd obviously, they've had long well, weeks. That's what, what, what I was laughing at is Dunn put out a tweet like right after War Games and he was like, Adam Cole is dead. Just give me the belt. I win. <laughs> um, I think up until that point, it had been match of the night. The matches before it, I think that stole stole the card at that point. Um, they were great. Seeing that, the, seeing that the week they had, and obviously how they were feeling, like in body wise, they must have been hurting, you know. But um, yeah, they still put on. I'm I'm pretty sure that 
um, Adam Cole's got a few days off the other. Been Brian. It kind of went as standard, didn't it? Well, yeah, I think as I was saying, you know, on on our now lost episode, (laughs) um, the one we don't talk about, (laughs) the fiend. I I I knew that that's what it was gonna be like. The fiend is he comes off as a robot, like no matter or a Terminator, like you can beat him down and give him a whooping, and he's gonna keep rising back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's smart to book him like that. I almost feel like this is the Bray Wyatt that they should have done before. I mean, I did read in the week, though, that uh, Bray Wyatt's I, and frustrated. I, and I the, like that they gave him the mandible claw as a finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've made, made that look really OP finisher. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. It looks good. You can have, you know, Sister Abigail as like a signature mandible claw to end it, you know. But I actually thought, you know, Brian was really good in it. I actually thought the match was really good. I think the the way they told the story, it still, it still made the match. Even though you kind of knew what was going to happen, Brian did make the match at least look like, wait a minute, maybe he can do it. You know, you did get a feeling like, can he actually? <laughs> um, I think the lighting needs to go though. I don't think they need to keep that light for the whole match anymore. I don't know. Yeah, the red lighting is a bit... I get it maybe for entrance and stuff. Like but... the old 205 in the Sincora, like, it, it's distracting. Yeah, I think it is now. Um, like, for the whole match. I get it, like, him, him coming in, maybe at the end, but I'd like, like to have... Like, 205 used to do that where they'd, like, don down the purple lights and throw in purple ropes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I just, I don't think it's needed anymore. Uh, Sincora had like the dim lighting, I believe. Yeah, he had like the they like dimmed out his lighting originally when he started. Yeah, to add that mystery. But um, I mean, I get it, but I don't think we need it. I don't think it. I think if it wasn't there, we wouldn't think any less of the fiend or anything. Um, and then uh, the, it was the men's match after that one. Um, first talking point that Walter was out. Yeah, why? I don't know. Like, of all the guys in that match, he hasn't done anything really in the last week, you know? And I was expecting, but, you know, boom, Claymore and crowd. Not even cool that. He's it, supposed but... to come off like he's a big, strong dude. Because mm. I kind of thought that Priest was added just to eat an NXT elimination, you know? Like, that's what I thought. Like, okay, looking at the, the guys that are in there, kind of thought Walter was going to stick around a bit. Um, but that match was was the making of Keith Lee. I think people now know who Keith Lee is. I think, um, big time. And you know what I like? Like with the RKO on Priest, you can see the way Priest sold it. That these guys have almost been waiting their life to take an RKO. The way they sell it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that finishing move. You need to tick off a wrestling bucket list, did it? Take an RKO. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think Keith Lee, I didn't realize how good he is. I don't think either, you know, um, the, the end of it was really, really good. I found like Rollins and, and Reigns with Lee, you know, even, even though that was a short bit together, I do think that 
it the ending was really really good and i didn't mind reigns taking the win because i still think that it, it put keith well, lee over and a, and a big again as, as i said in the last episode um i felt like they were gonna give that to smackdown because they fox want smackdown to be known as they are the show to watch yeah and i think out of that they've got the women's match, they can easily tell that story of getting punked out because of the injury spot. The men's match, they won. You know, I mean, SmackDown come out all right. I mean, Raw not come out okay from this. Raw's probably the show that needs the most work <laughs> for me. Um, then what we got? Uh, Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio. You know what? It wasn't great. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. The double six one nines was uh, was ace. I have a hard time believing that Dominic is Rey Mysterio's son. I'd rather believe he's Brock Lesnar's son. <laughs> I I still think Eddie should have won that match. He's Eddie's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying he's a he's a big boy. He he yeah. looks more like he'd be a Brock Lesnar's son than Rey Mysterio's. And and stuff like matches stuff like this is only going to be good for him, like working with Ray and Brock Lesnar, and he's done some stuff with Joe and Ian. Um, they've obviously quite hot on Dominic. You know, there's obviously they see something there that they're going to use and use a lot. I mean, he needs to learn that frog splash if he's going to do it again. It was a bit more like frog elbows, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was again, it was it, the good thing about this was like. They actually managed to tell story because after when he hit the frog splash and then Ray hit the frog splash again inside, I felt, oh, my God, are they going to put the belt on Ray? You know, like you, you get that moment like, nah, this is not, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it was good. And I'm glad because I'm and I mean, we can move on from that now. But it was uh, it was a good match. It was fun. Um, and then the women's match. And I'm actually quite shocked at how the women went. I mean. God forbid they let Becky eat a loss, but, you know. <laughs> Still, Becky came out on top from the end of it, but, um, yeah, it was it was a better women's match than I, I maybe I'd thought as well. I mean, Shayna, I don't know. Shayna's got, maybe got to be on one of these main rosters now. She, she, like like she I said, old. I feel like she's going to get moved into the Night After Mania debut spot or the weeks after mania draft spot she's gonna be like one of the big picks hmm. what like the next draft either the next either the because the, they usually do a draft after mania so it's either gonna be either i feel like they're gonna do the draft after mania or because they've already did two drafts this year they're not gonna do one of those and it's just gonna be debuts and she's gonna debut on one of them after mania right right yeah i can see that because I mean, she's she's older than Beth Phoenix, and Beth Phoenix is like a retired Hall of Famer, <laughs> you know, and she's still younger than Baszler, so they haven't got they haven't got much time to do big things with Baszler. But I'm guessing that it's all because the commentary was talking a lot of like there was a lot of Rousey talk during the pay per view. So I'm I'm guessing you're right. I reckon she's gonna be a surprise at the at the Rumble. Gotta be soon, at me. Um, and then, uh, and then that was about it. I would give both, both top marks. I enjoyed them both. I mean, 
I was expecting Sheamus to appear at some point. I was expecting maybe a little bit more of the Kevin Owens story other than just him having a dig at Rollins, like being on NXT and stuff. There was only sort of one real mention of that. Um, so, yeah. And then the, the next today has been all... Uh, Corey Graves kind of took over, didn't he? <laughs> okay. Here's, here's where I go about this. I don't think Corey Graves was exactly wrong because he what he did is he offered, you know, criticism. And I agree with his I agree where he was coming from with his criticism. If you watch war games, Mauro Renaro takes the cake of the commentary team. The other two kind of just sit back and let him do his thing. All he said was, hey, there's a Ring of Honor guy and a Hall of Famer on the commentary team too. How about letting them get a little bit in? Now, I don't. what I don't agree with is that he's ta- poor Corey Graves has taken all the heat over what fans were replying to the tweet. Exactly, because, like, if you look at it, like, yeah, maybe the man's got a point. And, I mean, and then it just, it, I think it was just the timing of you know, it. Ronello's blowing his voice I, out I and he wasn't there. Ronaldo's got, you know, he's got manic depressive and mental issues. But at the same time, this isn't like the scenario was with JBL, where JBL was hazing him and hazing him and hazing him. Corey Graves simply just said something and... I don't think like I don't think it should have been put as like I don't think it's as big of a deal as the JBL situation. No, yeah, I don't, I, and I don't read Corey Graves's tweet as if that was what he was trying. You know, I think he yeah. was. He, I think he was just talking how he felt about it, right? which, you know, as you say, was it, is he wrong? Probably not, but is it going to get blown up because Ronello had lost his voice and of all the previous past? Of course. You know I mean, we know what wrestling Twitter fans are like. They're most epic in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was interesting. Uh, then there was a the conference call I read of Triple H after War Games, um, praising about NXT working four nights and. Britt Baker on camera, um, a bit interesting. So I was a bit surprised I, that they showed Britt Baker. And he said it was I'm, the work of the director. And no one else. I don't see it as like a, oh my God, she's there thing. She's his, that's his wife or his girlfriend. It's, she's going to be at the shows. It's, it's happened in plenty of other places before. It's happened in TNA where they, showed one of the Highlanders like sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened yeah. with TNA again where like Paige was in the front row wearing a lucha mask. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it happens. Like people are going to go, like people from other companies are going to go to other companies' shows. There's, it, it's going to happen. Do I think, do I believe Triple H is exactly right? Yeah, I do. I don't think that the camera guy knew exactly what he was doing and he he went right in on an excited woman and then Mario Ronaldo instantly was like, oh, that's Britt Baker. I should say something like, hey, that's his wife. Even she's nervous. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't and I think see for, it for as WWE, something like they're taking a dig at AEW. I think it's just. It gives us, it gives them something to talk about, doesn't it? I, again, I think it's probably just the the directors like, ah, oh, Adam Cole's wife's here, and no one stopped him. They're like, actually, yeah, go on, yeah, show her. Well, from what I was reading, the the, the guy who the the camera guy didn't even know that that was Adam Cole's wife. He just thought this girl's got a, a like a worried look on her face. Zoom in on that. Yeah, yeah. And it was Renaro who picked up who led on to the fact of, oh, well, that's his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and I, I, I think, again, people just blow it out of proportion a little. But it was good to see her, and she did actually look concerned, to be fair. That didn't look like she was putting on stuff either. <laughs> well, that guy be concerned for him taking that drop too. Yeah, that, that drop at the end was was something else. Uh, so what are you expecting from the fallout? What do you think's next? You know, NXT's been booked really strong. You know, are they considered no longer developmental? You think they got three main they're, rosters? They're definitely the third brand now. You, the winners are USA Network, aren't you, they? Really, you, to be fair. You, you got a USA Network. They're on USA Network. They've taken two major stars from Raw that jumped over to NXT and Kevin Owens and Finn Balor are showing you that, like... You expected Owens to stay on NXT now, then? You know, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Owens... They they wouldn't have made Owens as a surprise guy if it wasn't that he wasn't going to be there. And that would make quite a main event scene on NXT for a main show, you know, like Balor... Riddle, Gargano, Chaka, that's Cole, that's the thing is Raw, Raw has enough main event guys that they they can afford to give two of them that they're not really giving time to mm. over to NXT. Exactly, and if we think it's Heyman that's running Raw now, and Heyman is a guy that would quite easily give chances to Alistair Black, to Andrade, to Drew McIntyre, do you know what I mean? Those three alone could probably step up and take places of Owens, Balor. You know what I mean? Like, I think Drew McIntyre looked really good in the elimination tag match. It was good to see Drew McIntyre like that. Um, uh, I think he got booked really strong. So, I mean, McIntyre v. Lesnar, could I see? Who's going to be the baby face in there? Like, I don't know. But, um, I mean, it, it's, if Heyman does have some control of Raw now, you're going to expect to see guys like that's that. That's the thing. Do I, see, and stuff. do I see Lesnar showing up anytime soon now? No, he's not going to be back until either the Rumble or the night after the Rumble. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing after watching the match, is going to be Blair is going to have a battle with the Kabuki Warriors. Love that. Bit. Oh, well, they've already been, they've, that's already been like a highway thing that they're going to do that at TLC. I'm just wondering, I mean, are they going to tag, are they going to tag Flair up? Try and fight them both? Supposedly it's going to be her, I think. They said it's her and Natty. Okay. Versus, versus the Kabukis. Okay. I mean, I can see her and Natty teaming up. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. I just am guessing there's going to be some stuff. And I thought Natalia looked pretty good, actually, in the match. She got some time to, to do her thing um, as well, which I was quite surprised. But, um, 
It's just going to be interesting now. I'm always hard on Natty because I feel like they they try to throw like they'll, they'll give her a big push, and then within weeks that big push is nowhere to be seen again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. they've done I, the same thing with her and Banks. They did it with her and Charlotte, and then weeks later it's like, man, it's gone again. It was a one off. Yeah, they always seem to book her to fill a woman's main event match when they like filler. You know, like, okay, at SummerSlam, we want to do Becky v. Charlotte. You know, we did Becky v. Ronda at WrestleMania. Okay, Natty, can you just fill the gap in between? <laughs> and then, you know, we'll do our thing at SummerSlam. You know, you never actually think she's booked to become champion or anything. You know? um, and, but uh, I think for Raw, I, I'm, quite, I'm quite worried where it is because, like, in the match, okay, McIntyre was booked strong, but Ricochet, though, he essentially jobbed out in that tag match. Like, Ricochet was just there to take a pin. What next for him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm guessing Randy Orton, Ricochet Randy Orton could be a nice sort of mid-card feud to help build Ricochet back up a bit. Um, It's going to be interesting what Raw does. I think you can see where NXT and SmackDown are going. But um, Raw seems Paul Heyman's got his work cut out. Yeah. And I mean, I still think, I don't know, Rollins, what do they do? Where does Rollins go? I don't know what they do. I, I mean, I'm almost Rollins needs to take some time away. I feel or come back heel or something. No, I just hope it's not Rollins and Brock again. What for the Rumble? Yeah, yeah, me too. But who who else is who's going to step up and push Brock for Royal Rumble? I'm guessing Royal Rumble's only two months away. Because I, guessing. to me, I've never been high on Rollins versus Brock matches. To me, they've never done any. No, and I think part of that is because they've booked Lesnar so much stronger than Rollins in them both. You know, look what it, look at this. It took him a low blow to beat him the one time. And that's a heel move. He should have immediately been a heel after that. I, because I think though that they do need to make Rollins heel again. I think that would help get the crowd back to him again. You know, because I don't think anyone cares. And the problem is though, his his Twitter doesn't help him like one bit. You know, like him on Twitter does not does not help him. But we'll have well, to see. It'll be interesting to see who steps up. As CM Punk told him, just shut up and turn your Twitter off. Yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Um, and so then I guess then what next for the fiend? You're gonna is because I'm guessing Daniel Bryan was just, I don't know, I don't see that going further now. I'm guessing Bryan's gonna go back into the Zane Nakamura storyline, I'd assume. Um, because apparently I read that the original plan was that Bryan was meant against Styles and Roger Survivor Series switch on C champ. So I wonder if they've got longer plans for that. Um, and of course, where does the Miz sort of feature in that? Because he's had quite a big mouth during it, but I think they just use Miz as a mouthpiece in these situations. But that's the thing. I I, I like that the Miz and Daniel Bryan always end up crossing paths and intertwining whether they're heels, faces. Their history always ends up coming back to each other. I mean, I would assume, though, that WrestleMania is going to be Braun v. Fiend. 
Like, I am assuming that. Okay. Um, I think that they're going to lead to that. So I just wonder if they're going to have Miz and Brian, you know, like maybe Wyatt v. Miz at Starcade, and then maybe Brian Miz Fiend at TLC. I wonder if they're just going to keep that bouncing around and then build for Braun Strowman Fiend is where I think, because, I mean, they're going to do Braun Strowman Fiend. Wait, and does that feel like SmackDown's main event for the WrestleMania? Probably. Quite an easy pick. But would that mean Braun Strowman winning the Rumble to get that slot? But I, I just I've always know. said that I feel like they should let Braun win at least one Rumble. Yeah. And maybe now is the they time. They always because... build him. He's, he's got like... I feel like he's getting the big show build at every Rumble where they're like, oh... Or the Undertaker, like, oh, business picked up. Here's the big guy, yeah. and then like he does a bunch of impressive Rumble? eliminations, but never gets it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the only big guy I've ever seen the Rumble was Big John Stud. <laughs> the big guys never do it. Although Big Show did win that one because Rock did mess up that end. But <laughs> what was that? The 2000 Rumble that Rock won when both his feet. Oh them. goodness! <laughs> that was great. <laughs> It's funny, I've been, um, I just watched the 1990 Royal Rumble and, you know, it's always been the same. They always big up, you know, Earthquake come in and everyone's like, oh, how are you going to get the guy out? And then all six guys yeah, but toss that's him what I'm out. Saying, like, they always build, that's like what they're doing with Braun Strowman now. It's like, oh, he won that 50-man Rumble. He can win this one. And then, like, he gets a bunch of impressive eliminations. And then somehow he always ends up getting eliminated. Same as Kane. Yeah, they did the same with Kane, didn't they? How many times has Kane thrown multiple men out of the Rumble? Like, numerous times. And then lose it at the end, you know, for Austin to... But yeah, I think I think this is the chance. They've got a good chance. They could have Braun win the Rumble, so it wouldn't really be a... You know, it wouldn't be a big surprise. Have Braun and Fiend at WrestleMania is my guess. My guess is that we're going to see Fiend and... Fiend. I just wonder how they get there. Do they just keep with Brian and Miz and Fiend doing some stuff, you know? Because he hasn't actually touched the Miz. Miz has been Brian, hasn't he? So, um, but who else on SmackDown could step up to the Fiend at the minute? Who's in that picture, you know? Um, not really anyone other than the guys that we've mentioned. But it depends if Bray's going to go through his list. I mean, does go through. But my guess would be Braun v. Bray WrestleMania. That's where you heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. Um, and then nothing no, nothing else. Everyone's kind of been quiet. I suppose AEW have kept their mouth shut. Um, there's the Survivor Series, I suppose, really. Um, I heard that Marty Scroll is meant to be going to AEW, though. Um, apparently, that's almost done deal. What well, his... His contract with Ring of Honor, I believe, is up, and they're just keeping quiet now on what's going to happen. Okay, I was I'm a big fan of uh, Marty Scrow, and I think AEW would be perfect for. But yeah, the the only other thing I was reading on some of them, you know, early WrestleMania plans is Reigns v Wyatt is what Fox would like. Just don't think. Don't know. What else for Reigns at WrestleMania? Yeah, um, 
What else in the news front? Uh, well, Dunn's going to get a match on Wednesday. <laughs> Sweet. Ass man lives. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, what are we, are we? Where am I leaving? Kyrie Sane leaving WWE. Think she's going to leave? No. No, I don't think so. I think Vince will. Mm -hmm. I think they'll just give her what she wants, what she's frustrated about. But I do think after looking at the match last night, that they value Oscar a lot higher than maybe that's why she's mad. You know, maybe she'd get the, the attention still on Oscar. You know. But. Uh, we could. I, I mean, we could talk about you know Jim Cornette's fired. I guess we could talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So Jim Cornette again, and so he came out saying that it wasn't a race joke; it was a starvation joke, and you're like. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> like, that's your answer back. <laughs> like, oh, it wasn't about race. It was starvation. And you're like, oh, your dude. answer back is I used it. I've used an outdated 1980s joke that I've used plenty of times before. And it's gotten, I've gotten away with it. So why yeah. not get away with it now? It's yeah. 2019. Jim Cornette, just like another man that just, it, it's not funny anymore. Like sometimes I've watched Jim Cornette when he answers fans or he says some stuff and you laugh it off and you think, ah, right, it's just Jim Cornette. But now all of a sudden you're just like, come on, man, you're an old man. Shut up. <laughs> like, like how does, I think the best thing though, because obviously we spoke about this on the lost episode again, which you guys missed, but it's fine. We won't talk about it. It still hurts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they had that recording for what? Two months. They've known yeah. that Jim Cornette had said that joke. You just wonder how no one picked that up. Or do they like, actually, we're not going to pick it up. We're going to give him enough rope. He'll hang himself. <laughs> you do wonder. Um, yeah, you do wonder. But you just wonder how how he still keeps getting work. You know? How does he still keep getting work? What's left for him? Is there really, besides podcasting, is he like, is he still with M? MLW? I don't know. Um, well, I don't he, think so. He, where else would he be commentating now? He's burning bridges left and right that, you know, AEW's not going to take him. WWE doesn't want him. No. TNA doesn't true. want him because they've used him over and over again. And every time that they've used him, he's turned around and he's, he's bashed their product while under contract. To make yeah. him look stupid. Yeah, and he's always done that. And like always. Just you know. And and definitely and the thing is, a part of me wonders, I mean, NWA power is is making moves, you know? Like they don't need him. You know what I mean? Like I think that's almost why, you know, like I have to say, like Trevor Murdoch was a lot of fun on it against Nick Aldis like last week. It, I thought I I really enjoyed that match. Um Trevor even Nick, even Nick Aldis came out and tweeted and was like, hey, this doesn't, those stupid jokes don't represent me or the company at all. We're trying to build ourselves up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they're doing good things. So I wonder if they did leave it in just to. Uh... I just want to see where they go with commentary wise now. Yeah, be interesting to see what they do, that, who, who they snap up. Um, I can't see, I can't see anyone taking him anymore. You know, I just can't see who is going to take him. 
Like, there's nowhere left for him. You know, like I, like I said, he, Ring of Honor doesn't want him because he's bashed Ring of Honor. Like, you, you're burning so many bridges that you ain't going to have no way to work. Yeah, exactly, and so... Dare I say, he's making Vince Russo look like Vince Russo was in the right all along. <laughs> yeah. And that's and hard it, to do! What kind of world do we live in when Vince Russo was right? <laughs> like, if you watch... If you listen to a Vince Russo podcast and then a Jim Cornette one, Vince Russo does it the right way. He does constructive criticism where he, you know... He he talks good and bad about every different company. Jim Ross has got or Jim Ross, Jim Cornette's got nothing but negative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jim Ross. There's is a just... lot of positive in AEW. Stop dwelling on the fact that Kenny Omega's coming out in the costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It almost like Jim Cornette's reached that sort of delirious old man stage and he's just looking for negatives. You know, like I feel right now, especially after the weekend WWE have had. Wrestling's in a really good spot right now. I mean, yes, Raw needs a lot of work. You know, like that one show does need a lot of work. But I think SmackDown's doing its thing. NXT, Clear, AEW are actual competition or an actual alternative. You know, like I still say WWE will have that family business boxed off. And AEW can hit the guys like us that want to see a few blood and guts and a couple of chair shots to the head, you know, um, like the older guys. So they we can all enjoy it you know it doesn't have to be competition and i was actually saying with a friend like having watched aew now and this is gonna maybe be controversial i don't think chris jericho helps i don't think aew needs chris jericho as much as chris jericho thinks they need him anymore you know that having watched their product that arrogance and stuff whether it's character or not i don't think i don't think they need it you know i watched it last week and i was thinking they don't need jericho and jericho's in this spot of still wants to bag on wwe a bit and still wants to run his mouth a bit and i don't think i think AEW have realized that we can have a whole market here that wwe aren't even interested in you know they could have a piece of like that you know, blood and gut side that I don't think WWE are even going to attempt to reach, you know, anymore. So I don't know. It'd be um, be interesting to see what what. Kind I of mean, I'm I'm for I'm for both. At the same time, do I feel like AEW needs to you know throw around the the dick word every other sentence now because this is two weeks in a row that they've 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 snuck it in and thrown it out there with the Cody Rhodes promo and then. Billy Gunn was saying it like you don't really need to use offensive language to get your promo over. No, no, exactly. And I think I watched um, I watched the thing on WWE Network that was uh, Godfather and Ron Simmons and Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, Kane, all chatting with um, Renny Young about the Attitude Era starting in '97. And I feel like they did all that stuff that them comments back in 97 you know when you push the limits a little bit can we say dick on on tv can we make these sexual references can we push they've already pushed past that barrier it's almost feels like you know like i don't want to hear jim ross saying that i don't want him i don't want to hear him saying shit like i heard a couple of weeks ago i don't want to hear jim ross saying that like yeah he's a 70 year old man i don't i'm not interested in you swearing 
you know you don't need to do it um which i think is uh yeah if i think they're cutting it out though i don't feel like it's as bad as when they first started i think they've started to realize like you know we don't need to to go down that road and i think from them they need a mid-card title i think desperately you know um i think that would help to have another belt four guys like you know, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky, so forth. All right. I think so. Um, and then I suppose one last bit, one other bit. Tessa is officially the number one contender for the TNA title. They finally uh, they hit the switch. Big, big groan. <laughs> and uh, in the match, how they you did have it was an hour your long. big. Your big dominant machine, Brian Cage. And the thing is, in the match that she was in, it's going to go down that she beat Moose. She beat Cage. She beat Rich Swan. Ugh. She beat Michael Elgin. Like, in the record books, she beat them all. <laughs> like, You're actually, killing your men's division to hype up this intergender thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, when I saw, like, the match, it was, like, a six-person match. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to bury the lot. You know? <laughs> you're going to bury the lot. Like, Moose is I mean, in that match. I mean, nothing and... against Tesla Blanchard. But you're, 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 they're doing more damage trying to push this intergender thing than they are to just let it be natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, um, yeah, it was poor. Like, because... I know Tessa Whitten is the biggest story. I mean, Am I if supposed anyone to believe match, that Brian Cage and Moose can beat anybody now? They lost yeah. to Tessa Blanchard, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, That's in like the match, she didn't even come out as the standout. Yeah. Didn't even come out of the standout in the match. If you watch the match, I mean, I have to say, yeah, props to Rich Swan. I thought Rich Swan was outstanding in that. But. Like if she if she's gonna win, have her be the star of the match. She wasn't even the star of the the standout of the match, you no. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was that was that's TNA being TNA for me. That's where they've always failed. They've not got they've got these great ideas for stories, but they've executed them so wrong. You know. I mean, what are um, you gonna do? You can have her. You can have her beat OVE on the way to beating Sammy now. You can have her beat, the, you know, the, that, uh, the big dude there. Exactly, because when they put them all there, I mean, they put them all. Elgin was in the match. Moose was in the match. And I'm like, oh, God. You've had them carry her That's to the, thing. the number one contender. Every single person that TNA, that, that, that they put in that match, TNA is put off as they're a big, major monster. They've, yeah. had, Elgin, they've had Elgin put Brian Cage in the hospital at Yep. You know, they had Brian Cage. Moose has been their big signing. Like when they signed him, I actually, because they signed him and Mike Kanellis, didn't they, around the same time? And yeah, and that they was did. quite a big talk. And you're like, oh, they were like hot free agents, those two, you know? And Moose is just literally, I don't know, they've just misused him so bad. Daga was in the match. Ah, every person that was solid on TNA has just lost to Tessa Blanchard, basically. And. I get the story, and that's the thing. But you could tell it different. You could tell it better. And the yeah. thing is, as soon as Sammy become champ, everyone knew. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's why Tessa Blanchard, even though there's some talk that her contract's up, there's no way she's leaving. Star. She is TNA mm-hmm. right now. You know, why would she leave? No one's going to offer her anything that's going to off- get better than that, you know, than what she's getting right now, you know? But yeah, top contender for the uh, Fair enough, TNA. You just do TNA things. <laughs> TNA being TNA. Right, I think, uh, you know, we've done 45 minutes. I think we rounded up everything. Um, I am looking forward to the MLW Opera Cup. I wanted to mention that when we somebody some of the matches on there look pretty solid to be fair. Um just added someone. Prince of Darkness match, Jimmy Havoc versus Monk. Oh god. That should be a solid match. Uh so big shout out, keep your eyes open for that. Um anything you want to add, my man? I'm just going to give out a couple of the shout-outs to the people I know that are going to be listening. But, you know, shout-out to my buddies Robbie and my buddy Mike. Uh, they, they, they've been giving me criticism and everything about how the podcast is going. They like it. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, again, yeah, same. I've met some, a couple of dudes in Twitch London who, who knew me through the podcast, which, again, blows my mind. Um, that, that's what they listened to. And they were saying, yeah, we like this. We like the style. Um, they're glad that we've moved away from just a review show that I was doing. Come in, and as I say, <laughs> me and Gio are just uh, we're still finding our way on how me and him work. Um, we're just gonna talk wrestling like we do in, in our DMs, it's kind of what we've done. We brought our DMs to life, but we're I always mean, open to like I said, I have, I have so much wrestling knowledge because I've also I, I, I kind of worked into the business where I. I was doing a couple, I, I used to do like manage, I used to manage trendy shows, train sure. for a while, and I did what's called transportation services for a place up here in New York for a while, and I got to know a lot of the wrestlers behind the scenes of what they are, mm-hmm. and the, boy, some of them are like, like I, I, could, I could tell you stories of going at 3 a.m. with Scott Steiner to an IHOP and just having him rant on TNA. While we're eating pancakes, it's it's I I've I've, I've met I, I had a three hour conversation with the Godfather at one point. Wow, really? That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. So we can bring it all into life. And as I say, we um, oh yeah, you know we're, that's kind of the plan. And as I say, I'm sitting and I'm rewatching the entire pay-per-view section from when i was seven all the way to now i'm, I'm up to 1990 to sort of re reignite what used to be um but yeah it's been a, i'm really pleased with the response we've, we've had really good response and from views on spotify that the guy that that sticks it on there for us um said that we're getting downloaded quite a lot so that's all cool um yeah but yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep at it as i say as long as they keep giving us good wrestling to talk about We'll still, we're going to be here. <laughs> Do you know I mean? I'm sure Cornette will say something this week for me. So. Yeah. I, to be fair, we have to see if Corey Graves can just uh, just build on his Jim Cornetteness. <laughs> as, as long as Cornette's got a Twitter, he's going to keep giving me things to say each week. Uh, every week. Like, the, literally, the first day of the week when we start to share news as a Jim Cornette tweet, they were like, okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> I just wonder if one day he will learn. You know, will one day he learn? 
I, I don't see it, but he's going to run out of people to talk about that give a shit, you know? Like, people are just going to stop caring about that if they haven't already. <laughs> as long as he's got Twitter, I'm sure. Right, big props. If you want to get in touch, the Mouthpiece Wrestling uh, Twitter is down below. Um, we've got all logged in now because I had the name wrong, which didn't help, but we've got all logins now, so hopefully we can try and get back to you. Uh, you want to reach out to me, 100% DarryLips37 on Twitter. Uh, Gio, you want to hit your social? Yep, Gio Givolino on Twitter. Uh, this will all be in the information. Uh, I just recently switched back my Twitch name back to uh, the Geo in case you guys want to watch me stream games and stuff over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the Wrestle Crew stuff. Yeah. It doesn't help like the game that you've been given is utter trash, man. Fuck. <laughs> I do what I can with my games. Yeah. Awesome. Right, guys, until next week then, have a fantastic wrestling week and we All will right. catch you then. See you later, Geo. Later. <laughs>